Hey, this is Aaron Guthrie, and I'm a young consultant for the BFI's Film Audience Network. We're a group of young people who think about and chat about how independent cinemas around the UK can be a little bit more interesting or exciting for younger audiences. So we've got this newsletter. It's called No Content Available. It's on Substack. And this month I put together this article, which I'm going to read for you. It's called Your Rationality is Killing Younger Audiences. As we're thinking and building towards a future of cinema exhibition, I have two ideas that, to me, will make our future a bit more exciting. I think they'd help our independent cinemas not only see a brighter future, but thrive while building it. I've been working on projects that help make independent and pop-up cinemas more appealing for younger audiences for a few years now. I believe the way we approach some things truly is an impediment to making great progress on that front. While I've been thinking about these subjects for a while, I've tried to keep them brief here. So the first one is, rationality should get a place at the table. We know we do audience surveys. Very few are statistically representative enough, and are often too biased to base much evidence on. While they sometimes have a genuine place, I think demoting them in favour of a little bit more irrationality is much more audience-centred. It's only when we abandon a narrow logic and embrace an appreciation of psychological value that we can truly improve things. So take some examples. No one before Dyson came along thought they wanted an £800 vacuum cleaner. No one before Starbucks came along thought they wanted to pay £3 or £4 for a drink that they can make at home for pennies. And no one thought they wanted a really expensive drink that comes in a tiny can and tastes kind of disgusting. Yet this company now rivals the position of Coca-Cola as the world's second most popular cold, non-alcoholic drink. If you had pitched any of these businesses to customers in advance, most of them would have told you where to go. These companies would never have succeeded, or even started if it was by consensus. Yet, they're some of the most successful companies today. Once we are honest about the existence of unconscious motivations, we can broaden our possible solutions. It's not enough to say we're customer-centric even. We must also appeal to the customer's unmet needs. By definition, unmet needs are also mostly unspoken. So being a bit irrational will open us up to untried spaces. The importance of experimentation is a tricky thing to champion in a world where our cinemas are often publicly funded. I get that, but we need to. Especially if we're able to discover what our potential customers really want, rather than A, what they say they want, or B, what we think they should want. David Ogilvie is a man who invented one of the most influential ad agencies in the world, said, The trouble with market research is that people don't think what they feel, don't say what they think, and they don't do what they say. The most obvious, logical method of solving a problem or crafting a screening event is for your customer just, you know, expect it. It's normal. It's average. How do we make experiences unexpected? A little bit extraordinary. What do these words mean for you? What is unexpected? How do you make your venue more Instagrammable? What do you give your customers that they weren't expecting? I'll always remember a cinema marketer saying to me that 
they wouldn't like to proceed to offer a new, unique membership model for younger audiences because no other cinema offered it. This is the so-called logical sense of making a decision. While I could think of another few adjectives to describe that same example, it is the safest option. Though at the expense of something worthwhile trying. It's much easier to get fired for something that's illogical than it is for just being imaginative. This kind of thinking pervades the cinema exhibition industry. I'm not calling to abandon logic entirely. The balance between logical and psychological is just way off. We just need to rethink it. Too much reason can and is stifling to creativity. You know the marketing adage, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. The problem is, I don't know which half. Ajay Banga, the ex-CEO of MasterCard, says in response to that, I need the half that's wasted to make the other half work. You see, this is the trade-off between exploration and exploitation. Exploiting the things that you already know work, then exploring that which you don't. To paraphrase a consultant from a behavioral science firm called Chris Graves, just because something makes sense doesn't mean it's true. Just because something makes sense also doesn't mean it'll work. And just because something doesn't make sense doesn't mean it doesn't work. It just might work in ways you can't quantify, or ways you can't predict, or ways you can't explain. The second idea is the race to the bottom on price for younger audiences is likely wrong. Take this analogy when the low-cost airlines launched. They made a lot of noise about the things that you don't get. You don't get checked luggage, your bag can be no bigger than this, no meals, no pre-allocated seat, and you buy your own coffee. Why? Because if the same airlines said, we're the same as British Airways, but cheaper, nobody would have believed them. You'd think that makes no sense. And for good reason. You'd be thinking their pilots are novice and they probably don't service their engines. But after knowing why Ryanair is cheaper, and if you don't care much about what you lose, the whole decision makes much more sense. You have to understand the decision to take it. So when we talk about cheaper cinema tickets, lots of our customers are thinking, what's the greater risk? Often, as you'll see from that example, the role of marketing isn't to justify a high price. It's also to destigmatize a low one. So your customer is measuring up their decision. They've put on their good clothes. They're making a day of it in town. They're with their friends. They've been howling at the DIY disasters of Grace O'Hearn on TikTok. They're on a buzz. When they consider your cinema venue to top off their day, the thought passes through their mind. What's the best average experience I can expect? And how could things be if things went really wrong? As you'll well know, you're trying to minimize the chance of your cinema experience being shit. And in the independent cinema world, the percentage chance of having a bit of a shit experience is perceived as higher than the multiplex, at least by some. Why? Well, because it's built into the nature of the product in one sense. By its nature, independent films are generally not manufactured for mainstream audiences. It's usually niche, or at least a lot more niche than the multiplex. It's by nature going to appeal to some much more than others. For some, it's hell on earth. So providing value in this environment is tough. I can understand then that 
one of the first reactions is to make the ticket prices cheaper, to lower the risk. Because even if you had a shit experience, at least it didn't cost much. Though wouldn't it be better to focus energy on its actual or perceived value, rather than attempting to de-risk it through this single metric? Bear in mind, this isn't a proposal to hike your prices either. The value of having cheaper prices is often spoke about as making things more accessible, and this is so true. What I'm proposing isn't mutually exclusive to having cheaper ticket prices for those who cannot afford cinema tickets. So, how can our buildings, which have been rarely recontextualized in the last 125 years of cinema's history, just to be a bit more surprising, unexpected or Instagrammable, be destinations rather than fleeting visits where you're ushered out the door, past the bins and shuttered food kiosks at 11.30pm. The thing about making only rational decisions is that all your competitors will be doing the same. You'll arrive at the same spot. The great thing about experimenting with things that don't seem to make sense is that your competitors won't be doing those things. So even if your competitors aren't so much each other, so much as it's TikTok, Twitch, YouTube or Fortnite, when you figure out something that works, you find a great competitive advantage. Thanks for listening.